It's car con carne. Carcon Carne, it's Friday night, 4th of July weekend. It sounds like I'm living in Afghanistan circa 2003 outside my neighborhood. Quarantine Con Carne sponsored tonight by C&H Financial Services. As business owners open back up to serve their communities, they're faced with a lot of challenges as they navigate through this new normal brought on by the coronavirus. C&H Financial Services is here to help. They offer a variety of products that range from traditional merchant accounts, to zero-cost payment processing solutions, which eliminate the expenses associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. CNH Financial Services ETAB solution is easy to set up for your business for online ordering, curbside pickup, whatever. CNH also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help you get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to CHFS dot us it's friday night my guest well gen xers probably recognize you right out of the gate but you are andre como you are a rocker you are a musician you just put out a killer bluesy sleazy rocking new ep called wrong within uh thanks for joining me remotely here absolutely thanks for having me james at later tonight around 9 25 ish central time you are going to do an acoustic performance do some old school acoustic finger picking yeah, yeah. New song, Don't Follow the Lights. Is that what Gollum told the, the hobbits? That is, exactly <laughs> what, that is exactly what Gollum said to Frodo. <laughs> Don't follow the lights. This is Don't great. Don't follow the lights. That's correct. Total nerdgasm. This is fantastic. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. you just put out this new EP. This song is newer than the new EP. Correct. Yeah. It'll be on the next one. <laughs> Was this written in quarantine? Actually, no, but if so, fit, the lyrics are, are really fitting of what we're all going through. Um, but no, I, I, the, the song was written prior to quarantine. I love it. All right, so let's talk. I, I want to talk about what people recognize you for. It's the elephant in the room. You're on the first season of Real World on MTV. But we're going to push that off so we can talk about your music first. Let's talk about this EP. There is a grimy bluesiness that is just all over. When I listen to this EP, Andre, it, it sounds like something I, I should be listening to in a deafening, sweaty, cramped nightclub. Short of that, uh, well, streaming at home on a Sono sounds fine too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty grimy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fitting, I guess. Yeah. So tell me where these songs came from. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I've been writing songs for for a long time and uh, I, uh, most of my songs come from personal experience, but you know, I, I write in, in character and uh, uh, sometimes that character is closer to me than others. Um, but uh, you know, most of the things that, uh, most of the lyrics come from personal experience. Uh, son of a gun, I've got a problem with the alcohol. Character, <laughs> not a character. Uh, not, not really, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, that's more of a character. Yeah. And the, the blues influence, I hear it on out of control. I hear it on clairvoyant. Were you weaned on the blues? I mean, you were weaned on folk, weren't you? Well, honestly, you know, the truth is, is that my, um, uh, I grew up in a very musical family. My, my mom's 
seven brothers and sisters were in a vocal uh, band, you know, kind of like, um, you know, Motown meets the Osmonds. Um, uh, they were on Capitol Records. They were on the Ed Sullivan show and all of the variety shows of the day. And, uh, and I grew up on, uh, you know, in that environment. And that was in Detroit. That was in Detroit. Yes. In the seventies. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. You're on the West coast. Now you're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here 20 years. It was that 20, 22 years. Was that a good change of pace for you? Was that uh, musically creatively? Well, uh, I love, you, you can't beat LA, you can't beat the weather. Um, and uh, I've uh, really become so comfortable uh, living here. Um, I do miss my friends and family back East uh, as I, I lived in New Jersey, New York, um, Detroit. I spent a winter in Chicago, uh, 95, coldest winter of my life. <laughs> Cry me but, a river. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, and I moved here in 97 and I've been here ever since. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of a weird time for rock. I, I have a, a kid going into high school, a kid leaving high school. And it seems like at that age, they're listening to hip hop or country. Like it's a weird moment for rock. Like when we were growing up, it was, it was rock. It was alt. I feel like that pendulum is about to swing back really hard in the rock direction. I hope so. I hope so. I think that there's, yeah, there's been a bit of a, um, an absence in pop culture and in uh, film and TV, as far as what they, they are, you know, advertising the music that they choose uh, hasn't really been guitar rock, hasn't really been um, uh, guitar centered. And, and that's what rock and roll is for the most part is, is guitar rock, guitar music. Um, and uh, electronic, hip hop, uh, all kinds of uh, pop. Um, they've really been at the, the forefront of uh, music licensing for the most part. Um, and uh, rock really hasn't been at the, the center of uh, pop culture uh, for a while now. And there's something cool about that. I, I kind of like that. Um, but I'm a very contrary uh, personality and, and I, I, those kind of things appeal to me things that are not necessarily the focus. Well, yeah, you strike me as someone who's always just kind of scratched his own itch. That's a terrible metaphor. Followed his muse. I mean, you you walked away from rock and you went the Americana route. You went the banjo route with River Rouge. I did. I did. I did. Back in 2000, I, I, uh, I got very fed up with rock, rock music. It, it had uh, uh, the, um, you know, the... the uh, uh, hard rock music was you know a hybrid of hip-hop and and rock and it had really gotten into that thing which is fine it's just not what I do and um, and at the same time I really fell in love and and found a, a such a deep appreciation for acoustic music um, specifically uh, uh, you know bluegrass and Bands like uh, Allison Krauss and Union Station and uh, guitar player Tony Rice, banjo player Bela, Bela Fleck. Um, these, people, these people's music spoke to me in a, in a way that really I hadn't uh, felt in many years. And, uh, and, I, and I did that for 15 years um, uh, and, and loved it, you know. 
folk music. Um, but uh, at, at some point, I, I did miss the volume and the left call. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I hadn't even turned on an amp in so many years as I was playing acoustic guitar, you know, only acoustic instruments. Uh, my amps were collecting dust. My guitars were collecting dust. I had to, uh, I had to break out. Totally get it. And again, the new EP is Wrong Within. It's streamable everywhere, but it's worth mentioning today on Bandcamp, Bandcamp's waiving all their fees. So artists get the money directly today. Um, so the EP is available on Bandcamp if people want to buy it outright and that goes directly to you. And uh, if you're watching or listening in time, uh, I have a list on my personal Facebook page, James Van Alstel, of a bunch of uh, Chicago area bands who have stuff, stuff up for sale today on Bandcamp. I, I love that Bandcamp's been doing this. It's a great way to support artists, including my guest tonight, Andre Como. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's the right thing to do, and I love it. All right, so before River Rouge, there was Rain Dance. Mm -hmm. It seems to yep. me like if you even had so much as a spark in your favor in the 1990s, you were in a good position. That was a good time to be in some level of, of band. It was nineties. The nineties was fun. Um, we, it's it's funny. Raindance always had a, a DIY attitude. Again, very very much before the curve. Um, and we loved independent labels and independent uh, artists. Uh, and we chose to do that rather than get involved with any of the the major labels that were knocking on our door. We really thought we were going to. Um, break as an independent uh, artist as an on an independent label and uh, found it, you know, we, we learned uh, otherwise, but uh, um, we, you know, we recorded three records and toured nonstop for probably about seven years and, and, you know, disbanded in 97, at which time I moved to LA. We had the right idea. It was just the wrong decade. It really was. Story of my life. <laughs> you're a visionary that's how you'll be remembered well you had let's face it you had the greatest publicity m machine behind you you had mtv behind you with the real world that's true so very recently i finished reading the oral history history of mtv and when real world started when that was revving up it really ran in conflict with mtv purists like this is going to ruin mtv this is going to ruin everything that was the feeling was, you know, we're a music station. What, what What's this reality stuff? Uh, turned out it was a good call. It seemed to pay dividends and we were still feeling those reverberations in pop culture. What, what was the goal for you with real world? Was it to use it as a vehicle to promote rain dance? Was it, I, I want to just. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was certainly the focus of my life at that time. And the, the, um, the show, you know, was about these people and their lives. And, you know, without question that that's what um, I, that's pretty much the only thing that I had going on at that time and in, in my life. And uh, um, that was, you know, what I wanted to um, show people, um, you know, but at the time though, I mean, it, you're talking about 1992 and I believe that uh, the, the month that, our um, show premiered, uh, the cover of the Rolling Stone was um, Nirvana uh, uh, with Kurt Cobain wearing a shirt that said corporate 
corporate music or corporate magazines yeah. still stuck or something, you know? And I, so that, I mean, they were uh, uh, a big, huge fan of Nirvana. I, I got, I was lucky enough to see them perform many times, but um, you know, uh, the attitude was uh, very much, it wasn't so cool to be a part, so closely associated with, corporate, uh, a, a multinational corporation like MTV, like Viacom, or, you know, so, so it was, uh, uh, in some instances, a hindrance as well. Totally get that. And I mean, this is a much smaller example, but in the 90s, I was working for a corporate alternative radio station, and it was the same thing. It wasn't cool. I mean, <laughs> the, the cool kids wanted nothing to do with the radio station. I remember I was in a radio station vehicle and we were driving through Wicker Park, which is, which was back then the epicenter of all things hipster and, and cool in Chicago. We were at an intersection. It was the intersection of North Milwaukee and Damon. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Dude just walks up right to the, right to the passenger window and does this. <laughs> and I'm like, who does that? Who does like, that's so brazen. <laughs> like, I can, I can, I'm hip. I yeah. can just say that. I, after playing uh, a million shows across the country and dealing with, all kinds of angry people about, you know, angry, angry that MTV doesn't play videos anymore and wanting to, wanting to have a personal representative to, to complain to and, and uh, really, uh, uh, you know, I was that person uh, in, many, in many instances. And as we came to learn, that first season was way more tame than what came afterward. Well, there... Yeah, they, they, they had not perfected the biosphere quite... Uh, quite uh, yet at that time they um i think the first season was the only season you know um that they were choosing um actual artists you know um we had we had a uh, we had writers artists painters um you know it was it was definitely a a more serious and um uh functional group um Whereas, you know, they, they realized halfway in, well, what we need is drama, yeah. uh, not, um, not actual pursuits, creative pursuits, which is what we were all in, in, in you know, searching for, uh, trying to pursue. Um, they needed just drama and you can get that out of anyone. Did you hit a point at any point in that first season where you're like, oh my God, what the hell have I done? What am I doing here? Yes. <laughs> yes, certainly. Uh, I, I found myself and I shouldn't and I shouldn't um, complain because I had it very easy. I got I was treated um, well. You know, when you realize that basically they can edit anything to tell the story they want to tell. Um, regardless of what actually happened, what the real story is, doesn't matter. It's, it's what they want to show you. And in that, in that way, I was, I was handled very, very easily and I have no complaints. Um, having said that, there were a couple of times where I regretted, deeply, deeply regretted some of the things that I had said some of the attitudes that I had, I was, you know, 20 years old, yeah. uh, uh, you know, shooting my mouth off, um, uh, having, you know, no business <laughs> as the, you know, no business. Um, 
they went easy on me. So fast forwarding back to the present. Again, the new EP is out. It's called Wrong Within. You can get it on, buy it on Bandcamp today. If you want to hear it, just go buy it on Bandcamp today. Uh, you can stream it everywhere. What lessons do you take into this solo aspect of your career? You've done the band thing. You've flirted with labels, small, medium, and large. What makes you a smarter artist in 2020 than you were, say, in 1995 or 2005? Uh, well, I just, I, I, I do what I want to do, uh, now, uh, it's, it's all, if I want to write a rock record, that's what I'm working on. If I want to go back to acoustic music, that's what I do. I, I, I don't, um, I don't let other people's opinions or, um, conflicts, uh, get in my way. So we're in quarantine. We're all stuck at home. How are you as an artist managing through this? Yeah, since you can't do gigs. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, right. It's a, it's a hard time to release a record. And, and uh, I had to put it out. Um, I'm glad we, you did. I, I think we need content. We music consumers we need content well, we right postponed now. It. We postponed the release as it was supposed to be out um, the third week of March, which was the actual first uh, uh, release date. Um, and that was the week that they shut everything down. Yeah. So the label came to me and we, taught, we said, you know, let's, let's you know, pause uh, for a couple of weeks, see what happens. And it became clear that this is not going away anytime soon. And, uh, you know, our whole strategy was to tour in support of the EP uh, where it's getting uh, uh, airplay and do regional touring um, uh, Southeast and um, the East coast, uh, maybe, maybe the Midwest, if we, you know, uh, depending on what the, you know, how, how it did at radio. And um, uh, now we have to switch to a um, largely online uh, strategy. We're doing a, a, a live streaming events in uh, this month. Um, uh, unfortunately, they're still, the, the, the dates are still soft. Otherwise, I would be uh, uh, promoting it heavily. Um, we, we will be doing it this month um, or early next, I guess, uh, if we can, depending on the scheduling. The problem is that the, the facilities out here have, uh, they've, they've just been, uh, they're closing down one minute, they're opening for this, then they're not. And so, so the, the goal is to do live streaming events, videos, and uh, keep it, a, you know, keep it a steady online um, presence and then immediately going back into the studio and, and releasing a, a full length, hopefully awesome. by early next year. Uh, Christine, who's watching on Facebook Live, says, love the new music. Agreed. And in uh, 15 minutes from right, now, from right now, if you're watching on Facebook Live, Andre will be performing acoustic, uh, his Hobbit-centric song, Don't Follow the Lights. If you're a fan of J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, this, is, this is really going to speak to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll let you get ready for that. Uh, Andre Como, the, again, the EP, Wrong Within. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, my you're pleasure. And I'm going to stop Facebook Live. Thank you, everybody, for watching on Facebook Live. That's awfully generous of you. And thanks. That was great. Thank you, James. Do unto others as they've done to you. And I for an eye, a tooth 
for a tooth Go there before before one living proof At the core there is truth Don't follow the lights Stay close to the ground Keep clear of crowds Stay out of sight Don't make a sound Just keep your head down Travel by night Don't follow the lights So much sadness Big as the moon It's gotten much worse All we're left with is ruin Wake every morning with hope that I lose before noon. It's coming on soon. Don't follow the lights. Stay close to the ground. Keep clear of crowds. Stay out of sight. Don't make a sound. Just keep your head down. Travel by night, don't follow the lights. Getting lost in the dark, sharpest shot that just missed the mark. And how long must this go on? The future's uncertain. Do unto others as they've done to you. We're blind to what binds us. In fact, we are proof. Hope for the future and love for the youth. At the core, there is truth. Don't follow the lights. Stay close to the ground. Keep clear of crowds, stay out of sight. Don't make a sound, just keep your head down. Travel by night, don't follow the light.